If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them, have a good old chinwag about them. My name is Ben Errington, uh, and I'm joined by regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conduit Turner. Hey, Ben. You all right? Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I am good. Thank you. No Luke this week. Don't worry, everyone. He's fine. Um, He's busy in the recording studio. He's recording an audio book right now. That's exciting, isn't it? Oh, he's a busy man. I've said that three times now, but still, um, when you're a busy man, it's difficult to make time for all the all the things, all the all the plates you're spinning. Uh, sometimes you need a break. He's got one. So send in love and what else to Luke and clean audio takes. Getting it right first time. That's what we're that's what we're sending your way, Luke. Yeah, and a lovely restful evening once your work is done. Going to be uh, up all night, being worried about witch finders coming to get you. Oh God! I tell you what, these witch finders—they'll accuse you of something. The drop of the app. You don't say, "Beg your pardon," as you walk past him in the supermarket. They'll be like, "Oh, it's awful." Tell you what I reckon about him. Which Ed doing, isn't it? It's absolutely Ed doing it. And like, oh, how can we test he's a witch? Basically, by either hurting him real bad or killing him. So That's inconsistent way. as well. It's like right in the stabbing test. Well, if you get stabbed and you don't shout and it doesn't bleed. <laughs> then you're a then you're if it if it bleeds if you bleed loads and it really hurts then you then you're not um but then the other way around when i'm going to burn you with this red hot cross if you do shout or you pass out then that not means only, you're a witch. not only is it inconsistent but i feel like there's no way to win essentially i feel like no matter what your reaction is it's considered being a witch and it's just annoying i'm just like ah oh, we're living in that time i know it wasn't I mean, was it like this? Yes. I mean, it was. It was. <laughs> These <laughs> things happened. Uh, must be Ed doing. You should be going about your life, live, think, planning for the future, enjoying your life, and then suddenly 
someone come around saying everyone's a bloody witch. Jesus. So the witch finder general comes around. If I was a witch, I would have I would have cursed you. You know what I mean? The fact that you're walking around killing all these witches and you think you haven't been cursed once, who do you think you are? Do you reckon it's, this primarily happened because witch finding and so on took place in an era before I know you are, but what am I? Because if yeah. they did, if they had that okay. up their sleeve, you know, old Matthew Hopkins rocks up. When did that? Says, when did that come in? Just after the witch trials ended, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, like imagine that. I I reckon you're a witch. I know you are. Oh no, I've got to be burned. Oh, you've had me now. You've had me. I reckon he's a witch. State, quite, of his, yeah. state of his barnet. Look at that pointy hat as well. Pointy hat. Quite a pointy nose, Vincent Price. Um, cloak. A cloak. He's <laughs> one step away. Classic if a, signs. If he had a bin bag on, he'd be a classic nineties <laughs> uh, ha- Halloween witch with the little clear, clear plastic glow in the dark. Fingers. Plastic nails. Yeah, and then you could have just tricked him and said, oh, "Pass us that broom, will you?" And then when he picks it up to pass it, you go, "Ha ha." Take a photo of it. Well, I don't know. I don't know where cameras make him pose for an oil painting for a while. <laughs> Holding a breeze. Just, just yes. stand there for a bit. Have you seen the state of this guy? He's definitely a witch. If anything, there's me just in a white shirt and I don't know, red slacks or whatever, whatever you call them. Red big hats that they wear. Yeah. Look at me. I don't look like a witch. You're a bloody witch. Oh god. Hang Turn on, what about in. that? What about that bullheaded dog you've got called Vinegar Tom? Well, yeah, you <laughs> caught me there. Vinegar Tom. <laughs> yeah. It's it uh, what we're saying here is bloody ridiculous. And the character of Matthew Hopkins is an absolute bloody knobhead. Is he based uh, on a real person? Matthew he Hopkins is a real person. Yeah. There's a and, pic- the background there, you can only see his legs the way it's been cropped, but just behind me, if you're watching the video version, it's Matthew Hopkins' legs there. You could tell though that those are the legs of, of an asshole. You could just tell. And um, his turn so, downs on his boots. So again, this is the bloody key thing, right? This is the key thing to this. And I know we're kind of talking about the film before we get into it, which you don't usually do. He claimed to hold the office of Witchfinder General, although that title was never bestowed on him by Parliament. He is this kind of man who's given himself a nickname there. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Oh, my mates call me uh Blade Dagger, <laughs> Blade Uncle, Dagger Viper, Uncle Blade Viper. <laughs> My mates call me Viper. Do they? Yeah, yeah. Everyone calls me Viper. Yeah, they go. Why is that? I'm just dangerous, mate. That's it. He's called himself. I'm the Witchfinder General. Oh, bloody hell. Um. So he was a Witchfinder. Listen to this. Listen to this. Hopkins began his career as a Witchfinder in 1644, and it lasted until his retirement in 16. 16- 47 three years that's a career pathetic you know what i mean oh if that's the case oh you're the general of witch finder right? how long have you doing it well i didn't even do it for three years um did he call himself witch finder general like immediately as he started like yeah, no like on, his, on his he got he had a good first week and was like promotion i reckon which finder general I'm the bloody witch finder general. I'm trying to think of things that I've been doing for three years that now I would consider myself. I want to consider myself the general of this something. podcast. I've been doing it for You're three the podcast. Years. Uh, change our change our things now. We saw just the other day. Like I had my reminder on Facebook. I know it wasn't yeah. permanent, but my five years ago <laughs> yeah. this week, my first episode, I came and joined you guys. First time I there met you, you both yeah. as well. I had a chat for the first time. Talked about it. Oh, follows. Was it? 
Yeah. Uh, five years. I mean, time flies when you when you're having having fun. I remember. I do remember that day. I remember. Who's this guy then? Who's this who's Joker? This, Get involved in the podcast. Yeah. And now no. we're all known as podcaster generals. The podcaster generals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with five An official years, title. Are we so five years for you, but six years for the podcast in total? I think right. Yeah, because it's about episode twenty odd. So you guys have been doing it six months at least. So I'm double. A witchfinder general. What's yeah. after ge- general? Captain. You're the king. The witchfinder field marshal. <laughs> the podcast. The podcaster commander. Three years. Three years. I wonder how many people. Um, so he he and his associates are responsible for more people being hanged for witchcraft than in the previous one hundred years. Um, he is believed to have been responsible for the executions of over one hundred alleged witches. Between, he was just us. You you've hung more people for witchcraft than than anyone else has in the last hundred years. Than the, the total of people who've been hanged for witchcraft in a hundred years, and he's gone. Yeah, good. Smash that target. He's like, yeah, year on year. Look at these. Look at this uptick. Look. At, imagine if they had graphs back then. He'd be like, look at this. Look at these numbers. They'd be like, but I'd be like, well, what's happening that makes you think there's that many witches knocking about? Like, what's going on in the world? Like, there's a civil war, right? That's one of the yeah, big... Yeah, so it's the, the the British Civil War when the, like the the royalists um, that loved old King Charles were saying, I've... oh, go on, have a royal family and the parliamentarians led by Puritan Oliver Cromwell. This he was... was very religious. And he was like... This was, pre-black... This was pre-Black Plague as well, right? Um, uh, what was the date you said? 1645. Yeah, 1666 is the Great Fire of London, which is the end of the Black Plague. So yeah, okay. pre. Pre-Black Plague, pre-Great Fire of London. Who's thinking that witches are causing all the problems? Pretty... It's all down to the bloody witches. It's all vinegar um, Tom and his mates, yeah. And you obviously mentioned last week um, that this month's podcast lineup has been like in, like we didn't do it on purpose, but a lot of commentary about um women in terms of like the way they get treated you know from the male gaze uh and then also what did we talk about the burning obviously which was which was produced by old weinstein so a lot of interesting conversations to be had around you know not 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 necessarily about the horror genre but for, about lots of things in general and in terms of which finder general it's just it seems like it's just a bloody excuse to just go around murdering women I know men Doesn't get it? murdered as well, but let's be honest. If you're Matthew Hopkins, you'll murder anyone. If you're Matthew Hopkins, you're, but he says he values all human life, especially his own. But I th- yeah, I think what we're trying to say here is that the, the, in terms of like what witch hunters, what was the reasoning behind it? And it did seem to just be able to impose this like reign of terror um, and judgment. And it's like, again, another thing that is completely driven by religion you know he's doing god's work uh god called me up and he said hundreds of hundreds of witches (laughs) knocking about in east anglia not even not even the country east anglia (laughs) and he's gone can you can you off them for me and he's gone you know what i will what shall i wear hat and a cloak cloak hat yeah and then think of the cruelest ways possible to kill people if you can all right i will (laughs) i will uh burn Um stab okay right before yeah, we before we done, get you've done it though and i'm going to congratulate you ben before we get on to the regular schedule programming of i think there are some high 
there are some high concept, really high academic film podcasts out there that would have struggled to put together a group of four movies to, to discuss the themes that you pulled this week. And you did it by accident. So well done. Again, maybe that's it. Maybe like, at me and my absent-minded state uh, doing, doing the God's work, quite literally. You were doing Not God's literally. work. Yeah, he sent, he sent you that mission. <laughs> he sent me that mission in a dream uh, when I was... But it all started with me going, oh, I'd love to watch Piranha again. <laughs> love to watch Piranha again. And you watched that... Um... You watched that billion-hour documentary on on folk horror as well, right? Which this came up on. I did, yeah, I did. Yeah, this was mentioned on that, so that made me want to watch that billion hours. Um, some people would say they haven't got that time, but I had it, so there we go. To watch all those um, things. I What's in the news, though? Yeah, before before we go into this deep dive that we've already started in the news horror news this week. So there's a trailer for uh, Pearl the uh, prequel to X. We've just done a trailer reaction, so that should be available on Patreon. Patreon, sorry. Patreon.com forward slash horror hangout, and then it'll be on YouTube again soon. So we found it to be looking quite exciting, didn't we? Very exciting. I think this has gone quite high on my horror movies I'm looking forward to list. And guess what? September the 16th, 2022 will be out. Same year. Look at that. If you if if you're thinking I'm excited for this movie, what's that? Oh, it's out in a number of weeks. Can he yeah. wait? Tell you what, you think, you think Luke Condor's busy with his with all these things on Ty West? Look at him on a day yeah. off. As I'm saying, what they've clearly done is they've rent they've got the the set and they've gone. That was fun. Let's knock out a quick prequel costume change. Let's go for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, looks exciting. Looks uh, super, like super violent, super bloody. Set in like World War One era, like nineteen eighteen, I believe. Um, and Mia Goff seems like she's murdering, stabbing people with that three pronged pitchfork thing. Yeah. There's crocodiles in it or alligators. Who knows? Uh, someone getting exploded. It looked like a bath full of bits. <laughs> There's a bath full of bits. I'd be annoyed by that. I'd be like, I'm really fancy a bath arse full of body parts. You know oh. what it's like? I used to get this. Obviously, years gone by. Um, back when I was a teenager living at home, um, my dad's favourite thing, and it'd always be on the day that you've been out, never when you're bloody <laughs> in. You never come in in the middle of the day and it's like this. You come in and there's been some laundry. And what he's done is he's put it, not on the table that's in your in your room, not on any of those things. He's put this laundry on your bed. Yeah. And you know what? Not not don't think I'm living with servants. I don't think my, you know, even as a teenager, that my parents having done the laundry need to then put my washing away. Not on my bed when I'm out though, because if I get back in and it's two in the morning or something, or it's very late, I ain't gonna be like, oh. Now I'm just in the right state of mind and, and activity to put this laundry away nicely. No. Or if you're, you're going to kick it onto the floor or if you're freaked out, you don't even turn the light on, you jump onto your bed. You're going to be thinking that. that. You'll be thinking that's a person. Yeah. Oh. If you've arranged it like that, like put all the socks at the bottom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just the headless body. Headless um, body, exactly. Never hang, never hang up your outfit for the next day anywhere because you'll wake up in the middle of the night and there'll be a, a, a person in the corner speaks. of your room. You'd be sleep paralyzed. Don't want to get spooked or sleep paralyzed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else we got? So the documentary Pennywise: The Story of It is out now, streaming on Screenbox. 
Uh, so streaming and, and VOD service platform. I think you can get it via Amazon, but I think you need to have a US. You plug it thing. into the plug it into your Amazon thing, a bit like how um, Shudder works like that as well, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, just like that. So this is interesting. I think it's a few years ago that it was, was it like crowdfunded possibly? I remember hearing about it a few years ago. But yeah, this so this is obviously based on, it's about the making of the miniseries It from 1990, not the, not the, obviously the fairly recent films. Uh, but yeah, that'd be interesting to watch. I'm definitely keen to watch it, especially off the back of um, watching a lot of horror movie documentaries recently. Um, I'm definitely in the mood for that sort of thing. So yeah. definitely going to be checking it out. And I've also seen early reviews for both Nope and Prey. Certainly the ones I've seen all seem very mm. positive. Yeah, so we're going to be covering them both on the podcast next month, so August. Uh, bit, bit, bit frustrating there because obviously Nope is, is, is out in the US and it's, and it's not out in the UK now for still a couple of weeks. I'm doing my best to avoid spoilers and I think I've avoided them. But I think I've seen know, some fairly abstract ones which I've not dwelled on yeah, enough to like remember. Out of context, or, yeah. yeah, sort of like out of context things where I'm like, but then again, like the, the Jordan Peele stuff is, seems to each of the film he brings out creates this kind of world where there are these pieces of like media within that world that, mm. that, that, that gain, like obviously with us, there was the stuff about the hands around the planet thing which I think I saw before the film came out. And it's like, in, on its own, it's not really got much context. But obviously, once you watch the film, you understand what comes, it's about. And I think, I've, I think I've seen a couple of things from Nope from that. But no major spoilers yet. I'm very much looking forward to it, especially with, with the fact that it's been getting good reviews. So, Yeah, looking forward to both of those. Uh, yeah. Um, and another piece of news is that Bruce Campbell teases that an Ash versus Evil Dead animated series is being discussed. So not being made, not being not in in pre-production, but just being discussed, you know. So the Evil Dead, Evil Dead the game, has apparently been doing well. I've not jumped into that yet, although I would would like to. But it's one of those classic. It's an it? online online multiplayer, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, online multiplayer, which I think is alright to play a couple of times, but it wouldn't, you know, hold my attention for too, for too long. So he says. We're already talking about the animated series. What's weird as well is that after watching the documentaries all about A Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th movies, Ash gets brought up a lot as a potential opponent. For he both. was meant to be in Freddy versus Jason, wasn't he? Yeah, there was supposed to be like an end credits. And it was there a comic where There's, he was there is, I think there is a Freddy versus Jason versus Army of Darkness that Ash is in. I think they managed to okay. wrangle the legalities for a comic. Hmm. But I'm not sure they've done. I might be making that up. Maybe I've just imagined. I'm pretty it sure there this. is. I, I've seen. I've definitely seen a cover. I wasn't sure if it was just a concept, but um, but also talking about Evil Dead, Evil Dead Rise. I was pretty sure that's supposed to come out this year. Yeah, I thought. I've seen, when is it? I don't know. So I don't oh, know. Right. So I've, I've I've heard things like it's definitely coming out this year. I've seen like a, a slate sort of talking about like pre-production or sort of the filming principal photography is done but i'm not we're not seeing any images not seeing a poster no word of a trailer but it just says here evil dead rise is set to debut on hbo max sometime later this year well there you go it doesn't have a it just says coming soon on the on the poster here and it hasn't put a year against it so 
you know, whenever soon is coming soon. It's coming soon. Unless you're listening to this in the future, in which case it might already be here. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Oh, God. Sooner now than, than it was when this episode began. Exactly. Ever sooner. Second at a time. <laughs> That's it for news. That's all I've got. Have you have you seen anything of note this week? Um, Not so much this week. After having a couple of really heavy um, weeks for the watching, I have finished the season of um, that 2019 reboot of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm, okay. Um, so you mentioned. You know what? Time. It was it was pretty fun. It was pretty sweet. Like it had the vibes of those, you know, watching those things as a kid. Really nice entry into horror stuff. Um, but it was it was modern. It was just nicely familiar. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't think necessarily you'd need to seek it out if you haven't seen it, but it's it was fun. Yeah, it was Same fun. Sense. Like I think for anyone, especially if you're the people I might recommend seeking it out for is if you're a parent today who doesn't necessarily have the same, I have no idea what the good folks okay. at Nickelodeon are producing today. And um, what that, you know, what there is for young adult horror. It's been a while since you guys discussed it with, with Alice. Right. But um, I yeah. think if you were, if you were having, if you had kids that you wanted to introduce to more horror and you were a bit skeptical of, you know, whack American horror story on for them or something truly disturbing, <laughs> is it is a nice entry maybe you ben you've got a kid that you can experiment on see see how your daughter takes to it i think she'd be i think she'd be fine with yeah. it based on what, what she has what you've described her as watching she's done stranger things recently she's done right stranger things and i've far less maybe. scary than that far less scary than that me and probably all of my um naivety naivety is that a word naivety? yeah <laughs> i did suggest her watching resident evil um which in my head is like, is that much worse than Stranger Things, really? Nah. No, nah. it's fine. I mean, people might say fuck or bugger in that a little bit, but that's fine. Yeah, but she she didn't go for it. She wasn't interested, but, uh, you know. I saw... Maybe, maybe something the, else. I've, I've been continuing to get in the hot and takes, and that, that one continues to be really polarizing. Um, when people say, no, no, it's really bad. Like, And I think my favorite take on it right now is, Oh, them teenagers are annoying and they do stupid things. And I was like, have you met any teenagers? Those are both <laughs> things that they are. They make silly yeah. they make silly decisions that you as an adult can recognize. And actually, to you as an adult, teenagers probably quite annoying. Perfect as um, a perfect as a teenager, were you? Oh my god. I often think oh, about I, well, it. I was I was really sound actually. Everyone thought I was <laughs> delightful. Yeah, no. You were no. probably really annoying and you did stupid yeah. stuff like teenagers do. The only way you need to see it, I mean, it's not me as a teenager, but occasionally when I see Facebook statuses pop up on my memories, Facebook statuses that I posted in what, 2008? So, oh, sometimes, years ago. sometimes I'll do that. I see them come up and I just delete them as if I'm like erasing oh, yeah. them and make them disappear like Marty oh, McFly's yeah. family in that picture. It's like, you're Incredible. gone. <laughs> I think I mentioned it before. Like, thought, I thought that getting drunk was, was a personality. Sorry, lad. Sorry, I'll get smashed tonight. Who's come with me? Uh, loads of stuff like that. Um, and just cheeky, like, cheeky, cheeky song lyric, <laughs> cheeky song lyric, little quote from a movie. Uh, when, when it gets about around the time that Watchmen came out in 2007, I was all over it quoting Watchmen, you writing down little no. Ra- <laughs> writing Rorschach, Rorschach quotes. Oh, uh, edgy. Oh, the I thing is, shout it, I'm save not, us. 
I'm not locked in here with you. You're like, well, that's Facebook. You're not locked in anywhere. I but I just wrote it. Didn't put it in. Didn't put it in a <laughs> like quote quotation marks. Didn't say this is from Watchmen. Just wrote things that people who probably weren't aware of the film or the graphic novel were just like, "Who's this Edge Lord? Look at him. He's an edgy character. I saw the face of someone in a split head of an Alsatian dog. Didn't write that, but I thought Blumen L. Blumen L. horrible. Um, what? Oh, yeah. They, those are painfully embarrassing moments to delete every time you see them to make sure you never have to experience them again. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, is that it? Have you seen any any anything else really? No, no, very little, very little else. I've been doing a little bit of gaming. I'm still working my way through the quarry, but I'll comment on that when I finished it. Still good. Okay. Um, How about you? What you seen? Well, talking of gaming, I've started Last of Us Part Two again. So this is only the second time I've played it. So, oh. and already only like what a couple of hours in, already it's putting me through the emotional ringer, where I'm like, oh Jesus, that's still bloody hard to swallow. Um, yeah. And, you preparing uh, the, yourself for the remake, the the, the, world, the original remake? Well, I don't know because I've definitely played the original. I reckon five. Four, four or five or six times, either either or like that's quite a lot to sort of go back yeah. and want to play again. So with Last of Us Part Two, I only played it once before, so playing it again kind of feels all right. Um, but maybe, but not at the not at the starting price, obviously. Yeah, I think that's it's a tough it's a tough ask for a remake to still be, especially current gen prices. I think it's a bit a bit and like I don't don't at me everyone I know. Making games is expensive, and I know it's a, a really nice remake, and I know that you love Naughty Dog and, you know, <laughs> want to have their children. They're a company. They're not your friends. Uh, <laughs> but, about, but, you know, good on them. If you want to buy it, buy it. I have yet to finish either of the versions of it I already own. I had a PS3 version, um, and then I got it on, got it yeah. on PS4. Uh, yeah it's fine i've not experienced it before i would love to play it once and go through maybe if it's a decent price by the time i'm getting around to playing it then i will get the newest version just because yeah but also i do own those other two versions and i'm not going to be comparing it to anything so i imagine even the ps3 version looks fine because yeah and i think did we mention last week like my brain's filled in the blanks of what i used to look like like so now i watched a a sort of a video which was talking about rebuild like making the game from the ground upwards and making it like new gen um graphics but in my head i was like does not look not look the same same. and then they and then they showed a ps3 version i'm like oh my god like my brain is just i don't know my brain just updated it in my memory yeah that's it you do update those things yourself so unless you unless yeah, absolutely. If it's right for you, if you want to go back, that's fine. But if, like me, you have an immense amount of guilt for the amount of games that you have bought and not played at all, <laughs> yeah. or would love to finish but haven't got round to yet, then you got to kind of march on with these things a little bit. So I think if I had finished, I probably wouldn't get a, a remake hmm. for, for just that reason. Yeah. Which ties me into another... We'll harken back to a little bit of news I've just remembered as well. I saw a think piece that was up on the other day that was suggesting that Netflix have gone back and have uploaded edits to some episodes of Stranger Things. I'm not sure if it corrects a plot hole or changes some less okay. design. I didn't read the whole article. It's saying it changes some things in it and they're arguing, is this, is this okay? Is this a dangerous practice? 
And yes, I to a degree, I think changing art after it's released could be. Um, is it something to do know, with that subplot where Eleven like ran off with the? Oh, I don't. I'd have to. I'd have to look back. I think there was something I've... about correcting something, but yeah, because I think it mentioned that some of the people she ran off with were like involved in the, uh, in her little, ex- like on the experimental crew of, with Papa, and obviously in season four, none of them were were there. Uh, like... could be. It could be that. Yeah. Yeah, but then they could just say, "Oh, it's a different." But, they're, they're in a different room. I think for a fundamental thing, yes, you could. Like there, there are troublesome things about editing that you could do it sometimes absolutely and entirely the right thing to do um but also fundamentally with a program like stranger things it's an entire series i have watched it now and as you say time marches on and so on so just thinking like for newer fans who are coming in and watching it maybe they just need to clear up some things because maybe it's just like an honest mistake oh damn we we didn't quite and, it, and maybe it's not changing something that people are particularly uploaded, about. or they've uploaded some VFX changes or something like that. I think there was an issue with Falcon Winter Soldier that they tested something and they maybe cut some blood out of it. And someone's like, "Oh no, look at him sanitized. I want to see that man riddled with bullets." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, dead. Yeah, but you know what? Like that is a you know for me, if I think about that as an example, what a great way to if you can run two loads of vfx things and have like a more sanitized version for kids or you know it's only this it is yeah, no yeah. it is no different to having a tv cut of a movie as far as i'm concerned you know you have different cuts yeah. that are suitable for different times and different audiences still, which still happens if i accidentally stumble across a film on tv sometimes i'm like oh this bit wait for this bit oh god there's not i mentioned i was watching men in black the other day there was loads of stuff cut out of that like whenever you see um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit on TV, you never get the terrible bit where that poor little shoe gets <laughs> melted. Yeah. Um, Justice yeah. for the cartoon shoe. But, you know, so you, the reality that I don't think it's worth the panic that this is this new thing that people are doing. It's just a different method of delivering that. And I understand that people who want to be very dramatic will say, oh, it's 1984. This is the this is the department of truth going in there and they're mm. retconning what is reality yeah. as then you'll say, Oh, I remember that scene. They'll be like, Oh, that scene never, never existed. Never happened. But I tell you what, yeah. Jabba the Hutt was always in star Wars episode four <laughs> meeting. It was never a bloke in a, well, a bloke yeah. in a fur coat. It wasn't that. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, well, no, no, it was always there. Like I, I get it from that sense of the word, but also at a very base level. Stranger things was a, big old long series and i watched it when it came out i'm probably unlikely to ever know what they've done to it because i'm probably never yeah not going to watch it again in living memory because there is new content marching onwards for infinity so yeah there we go that's a good point go back go back and do what you want find episode one of breaking bad uh and stick it stick mickey mouse in there it's all right i'll never know because i would i wouldn't see it (laughs) because i'm not gonna see it again i would never see it um i've seen a couple of things this week i'll quickly rattle through them without going too much detail i watched the movie the gray man the netflix action movie directed by the russo brothers uh with ryan gosling as a leading man apparently it's now been a sequel's now in the works they're going to develop this into some sort of franchise i mean i think as an action film it's fairly generic the the action set pieces are like what the hell there's a lot of 
maybe slightly ropey CGI, but I just think Ryan Gosling is a leading man. He just seems to elevate everything like considerably. So I still had a good time. I still enjoyed it. One comment I would say is that the dialogue felt almost like it was AI generated. I've read something about that. It's people felt, were saying felt, like, some weird stuff. Automatically written, but people were saying some weird stuff. I'll tell you what it did make me think of, though. Anna Diarmas, who obviously, I was going to say, yeah. needs to, so obviously she's great in Knives Out, Blade Runner. No Time to Die, she gets a bit of an action set piece, but she's not in it all that much. She is in the Mar- Marilyn Monroe biopic as well. She needs an action film, or at least like a big studio. Wasn't, like, the, wasn't the talk of her character from no time to die having it so having her own spin-off yeah possibly but there's a there's a moment in this right again i won't spoil the gray man but there's a moment later where she's got a few weapons and i thought so she's running along she's got a few weapons one of which is an rpg and in my head i was thinking imagine if the nemesis was chasing her it would just it would be perfect and then it got me thinking anna diarmas as jill valentine but you know <laughs> make it happen <laughs> make it happen a man can dream um yeah stream yeah. that stream that ne- that resident evil series a few more times ben get the numbers in <laughs> yeah uh also on netflix i've been all over to netflix there's a documentary called the girl in the picture or just girl in the picture um true crime documentary about a bad man doing a bad thing um pretty depressing to be fair uh, felt like the chronicles of bad times um but you know fairly well made tr- documentary but one you know sometimes you watch a documentary and you're like i don't really know what the what message i'm walking away from is other than that was horrible so <laughs> <laughs> yeah some people absolute shitters absolute, absolute bastards. Shitters. um and also i watched a new shudder exclusive documentary about the metal band guar um so obviously it's i mean it's, this is an outrageous chronicle i've said chronicle more than once to describe things now of the history of guar um, metal band with a gimmick that's probably more famous than their music. Do you know much about Guar? They're basically yeah, don't know a thing about Guar. Basically, metal with unbelievably over the top costumes. I think the the story is they're supposed to be like barbarians from outer space. Um, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't consider myself a fan, but I I, do, I enjoy music documentaries and obviously like metal's a genre I'm a fan of, so enjoyed this. To a degree, but there's a lot of like infighting and ego, which I guess you wouldn't expect from a band that seems a bit silly. And that kind of soured what I thought was should have been like a fond look back at 20, 20 30 years of, of a career. But um, yeah, so that's on Shudder. I don't know. Okay. I guess it's on Shudder because it's a metal band, like a horror, a yeah. horror metal band. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's worth checking out. How was the uh, end of your it. Crystal Lake experience? Because you were halfway through last week. We finished that now. Uh, yeah, yeah, finished it. So yeah, just as good as the first one. Uh, the first half got me thinking. God, I can't remember there being this many Friday the Thirteenth movies. Uh, but yeah, some 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 good stuff about Jason X. Some good stuff about um the about Freddy versus Jason as well. One day we'll get um, to Jason X. One day. I don't know how many years and, it's going to be because we've only those franchises. Brom, we've done three Nightmare on Elm Streets. We've only done yeah. original. One. Not done any films with actual Jason in it. He's only no. in the last little bit. His little frog boy. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know Kane Hodder, probably like one of the most famous Jason um, actors, didn't come into it till like super late. Yeah, he was later, like he like debuted in what later than that. 
later than that, I think. Um, Friday the 13th, part seven. Seven, Jason versus part, Carrie. Part seven, part eight, Jason goes to hell and Jason X. That's the four ones. That, it's weird because when you think about Jason, like, but then from watching this documentary, it's a lot of like, obviously stuntmen who do it. And a few people who like had absolutely nothing, no idea about the character or, or horror movies, really. They're just like, okay, let's give it a go. Just but yeah, about, yeah. Obviously, it's slightly longer than the Nightmare on Elm Street one. There's seven hours in total. But, you know, obviously, I've watched it over, over the course of a fair few That's nice. I might sittings. have to get and watch that. And have you still got have you got both of those book versions on your wish list forever now to keep a look out for? They're on my wish list. Um, but it's out of print and incredibly expensive. <laughs> out of print and incredibly expensive. But I did buy a book this week called um, VHS Cover Art. It's like 1980s, Ooh. early 90s. It's like a t- coffee table book. Uh, Thomas Hodge is is the author. Um, saw a few people posting about it over the over the course of like the last couple of years, I guess. And I was thought, ah, that's good. And I thought, I wonder how much that is. I had a little look, and I thought, yeah, get that ordered. Turned up today, so I've been flicking through some good stuff. There's a Spookies cover in there. Oh, I, <laughs> oh, I. Uh, but yeah, it's good stuff. It's kind of like it's not just horror. A lot of other sort of like genre stuff and B movie. B movie stuff and exploitation films. Uh, yeah, looking Great. forward to to maybe maybe at bedtime tonight. I'll have a little little oh, look at it. Somewhere. Have a little a little glance through. Don't have nightmares though. Look at something nice afterwards. <laughs> look at something nice afterwards. Uh, my reflection. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Turn your phone off. Have a quick look in that black oh, mirror. What's my little face there? <laughs> uh, look look at my cold dead eyes. Um, okay. But also, tell you what else we both watched. We watched the legend of Matthew Hopkins himself, aka. Witchfinder General, aka what's the other title? The 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 the, the worm boy? <laughs> Was it the something worm? The bastard worm boy. The conqueror worm. Um, leave the children. So this is the, one of the taglines for it as well. Leave the children home, and if you are squeamish, stay home with them. Oh, what? So the, so the Don't go and see this. Is... Film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The tagline for the movie is "Don't come and see it." Okay. So let's uh, let's just quickly mention uh, what this film's about. So, Witchfinder General, titled on screen as Matthew Hopkins' Witchfinder General, which you might notice. I was like, is that an actor or is that? No, because it's a bit surprised. Yeah. Is a 1968 British-made historical horror film directed by Michael Reeves and starring Vincent Price, Ian O'Glivy, Hilary Dwyer, Robert Russell and Rupert Davis. Um, it's based on Ronald Bassett's novel of the same name. It's a heaven, not heavenly, it's not heavenly, opposite, heavily, heavily fictionalized account of the murderous witch hunting exploits of Matthew Hopkins, a lawyer. God, just stay at home and do some lawyering, <laughs> lawyering, who falsely claims to have been appointed as a witch finder general by parliament during the English Civil War to root out sorcery and witchcraft. Uh, but the, yeah, the main plot is based around a young soldier who seeks to put an end to the evils caused by vicious witch hunter Matthew Hop. What, what's his name? Matthew Hopkins. Matthew Hopkins. It doesn't sound like it sounds like the name of I don't know someone down the road. Uh, when the latter terrorizes his fiance and kills her uncle. Um, how is this film rated? So six point seven on IMDb, three point four on Letterboxd, Rotter- Rotten Tomatoes, eighty eight percent critic score pretty damn high 66 percent audience score got some choice reviews here uh josh lewis says brutal 
Why fear Satan when the beastly apocalyptic practices of man already exist? Four stars. Mm. Sarah Payton says a depressing documentary about daily mail readers in the olden days. Three and a half stars. And Willow McClay says man is evil. Long live the witch. Four stars. So, yeah, there we go. I liked it then quite well. Reasonably well. Yeah, a lot of a lot of. I mean, someone, someone who scores are pretty high. Is this the first time for you seeing a yeah, witch finder? Yeah, first time I've seen the witch finder of any kind. But this one, just general witch finding, good to start with. Um, yeah, the first time I've ever seen this. Yeah, first, first, time, oddly, first time for me as well. Oddly enough, I more recently watched the BBC sitcom with Tim Key and... Um, <laughs> yeah, Daisy yeah, May. Daisy May oh, Cooper, yeah. yeah. Um, which also has um, Reese Shearsmith uh, appears in one episode as Matthew Hopkins. Oh, wow. Okay. Reese Shearsmith. He's in a field in England, which is like the same sort of era as well, right? Definitely the same sort of outfit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like, I'd be surprised how when watching that series, it's got a very similar feel to it. Like it's filmed in the same, in the same way. And the witch finders are, not that exaggerated, hmm. even in this comedy, to what they are over here. Yeah, because I mean, just right, just right, bastards, aren't they? Just right, just bastards going around causing problems for everybody, like unnecessarily, like Karens, aren't they? They're like <laughs> people who just <laughs> people who just want to cause issues just for the sake of causing issues. Are going, I think you're a bloody witch. I think you're wrong. Just sure causing they, all sorts of bother and. Yeah, this is when we first started. When this first came up, and I like when I first saw, like, I caught the trailer of it. I caught a few clips online before I got ready to watch it. My first thought was, is this going to be a horror movie? Is this going to be one of these where we're sitting there going, was this a horror film by the end? But I'm convinced that it was. Yeah, I mean, initially it feels like a sort of period drama. Um, Sure, exaggerated is a bit camp campy in place actually i say that it's not like overacting in terms of campy but it just got this sort of like campy style to it um but yeah i definitely felt the the hammer horror sort of influences as yeah. time went on um with some, with some of the characters um i guess not not all that gory because the blood just looked like red paint and yeah there's, there's definitely a plastic axe used i guess some of the witch killing stuff is is pretty effective some some burning we get later is harrowing um Mm. but yeah i I kind of like some of the acting like vincent price is on fire on this one he's he's all over it and he's like the most sinister man um but some of the other some of the other characters as well i think there are some really good performances to pull to pull out of this but where do we begin we begin with this one Tell you what, this we begin with someone being dragged along to church, which is as a youth, we used to go to church occasionally. My parents wanted to give me a good Christian upbringing, and yeah, every yeah. month, like Correct. normally, normally church would be fine, right? Because you'd go and it would be you, you'd nip off to Sunday school, which mostly meant that you pissed about and did things that weren't sitting still listening. <laughs> you know, you yeah. did some, you did some coloring or you take some toys with you, take a boglin with me, but then occasionally <laughs> you'd take like um, every month there was what they called uh, 
still remember this now they had like what was called a family service which meant just you just go and do the regular church bit you just sit and you'd go through the the whole service altogether there wasn't a sunday school that the kids would chip off to but as far as i'm aware the sermon or being that being delivered wasn't one that would be engaging for kids as well maybe maybe our vicar just wasn't much of a showman he certainly wasn't father paul from from um midnight mass i wasn't up in arms going yeah what happened was it was just a week that you couldn't take toys to entertain yourself with church and just sat there for an hour incredibly incredibly bored and this is in a pre-jurassic park era so i couldn't just sit there and imagine the plot of that film in my head yeah you couldn't um, take a boggling. Couldn't even take a boggling. Couldn't even take your mini boglins. Couldn't take your battle beasts with you. Couldn't take any. Couldn't take your monster in my pockets. You just had to sit there and be incredibly bored. Yeah. Um, but so that's what this woman. I'm guessing this is what this woman was having now. She's been. That was me going to church. I was like, yeah, no, don't take me to church. So, I mean, in terms of in terms of cast, obviously, I know we got Vincent Price as Matthew Hopkins, and then he's got like his crew of witchfinder people how did he convince them to to come find him witches with him i bet he just said what's what's wrong in your life oh wife's left me i'm earning no money i meet i've barely got anything to eat and move it and he went do you know whose fault that is mine but he, but he women witches women witches sometimes men but they've usually been spellbound bedazzled oh. Or men that I just don't like think they're wrong. Men that I don't like, yeah. If anyone disagrees with me, right, initially I'm going to think, you might be a witch. Um, and then there's... His mate John Stern, I think, just comes along with him because he likes thumping people and stabbing them and being a bad man. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, he's a wrong and he's someone you like to punch in the face. Uh, Ian Oglevy plays the, the Richard Marshall, who's like the soldier, I guess, the yeah. soldier guy who... I kind of want to... I, he, he hero. Really I just want to see who what else he is, he's in. He's in Death Becomes Her. He's in The Puppet Master. Oh, there's a blast from the past. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we've got Hilary Dwyer, who's Sarah. Um, so yeah, obviously like, Richard Marshall's, I guess, like the hero of the piece. Sarah Lowe's is like the heroine. Um, this was, and then the rest of them is just, you know, people who are <laughs> people who are accused of being witches. Oliver Cromwell's in it as well, isn't he? Yeah, he is Oliver Cromwell. Oh, Cromwell makes, makes a little appearance. He makes it, I think, just a, a minor appearance. Some great hairstyles, um, which have to be incredible, incredible hairstyles of the era. Vincent Price, most among them. Incredible hairstyles of the era. Um, some great costumes as well. Like some of the costumes are, are really good. Uh, and the dialogue is pretty great as well. You know, some of it is 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 funny, but not in a, you know, funny just because it's silly. Just because so, of, so, just because of the age, right? Just because of the age. I think someone says you and your mates are just hanging around here wanking or something like that you guys <laughs> something like that at, at, at one point like <laughs> there is um john stern is in like a is in a bawdy mood he's in like a pub and for some he's like always in a bawdy he's, mood. He's, he's in a pub in a bawdy mood and then he's roused about in with um with a woman and he's like he doesn't like drops Somebody, like, like pours a, drop, a beer on her head. Oh, that that was earlier. Later on, I'm oh, thinking yeah. one where he drops like a potato wedge down this woman's blouse <laughs> or something like that. And she, goes, oh, and she goes, "Oh, you dirty rascal!" <laughs> he's got he's got oh, he's got a way with women. Well, sat he's having a laugh with her. He's grabbing this woman. She's screaming. She wants to get away. 
he don't he for some reason he doesn't take that as is is a reason to let go of her pours a beer over the both of them yeah like pours a beer over both of them obviously this cost of living there wasn't a cost of living crisis then john stern probably a couple of coppers for a big old tankard of ale yeah delicious uh, <laughs> you can you can waz them over your head all all day long. Cheaper than showers. Yeah, another one in, uh, and obviously there is a great bar fight, but we'll get into that. Uh, so yeah, so it does start. So sixteen forty five during the English Civil War, and the first thing we see is Matthew Hopkins. Although he's kind of watching from afar at this moment, isn't he? He's not. Yeah, he's just he's physically involved. He has, a, he has a dramatic reveal in a little bit. First, it's just a woman being dragged along by some people that are like like a mob is dragging this lady along with ropes and there is a priest who's doing his things made me wonder at the time has that priest rehearsed and found like a bit of scripture that takes exactly the right amount of time to walk between that woman's house and the gallows <laughs> he had to read a bit out really he was doing a bit but he was doing it really slowly yeah and god said very 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 quietly and like yeah he just padding it out with some extra words um but whether it's by by look or by judgment he gets there and he finishes the scripture mm. just in time for this lady to um be put up on the gallows and hanged yeah uh so obviously we're made for some information we get later on we're we're understanding they've obviously done all the tests on her Yep. And then she's passed with flying colours. Um, as a witch, and then they're going, get yourself hanged. You're being hanged. It seems, do you know what I mean? It seems no matter what the opportunity, no matter what the outcome is, you're either drowned, stabbed, or hanged. Yeah. If you manage to die just right, then they're like, Oh, you was you're actually good. So you're, you're actually in, good. You're you're in heaven now. But then what? They're in heaven, and the person who killed her, what is just like oh, don't well, worry. Did, did my best mistakes happen? <laughs> yeah, it just seems just seems pretty nuts. And after they hang, then we we see that Matthew Hopkins is watching from afar on horseback, and there's like a zoom, and then it freeze frames on goes him to like pastel the- colors pre credits. You can tell it's the witch some lovely hey nonny nonny music. Um, yeah, yeah. So I tell you what, you can tell a certain era of film when you get a pre credits. You know, not it's not uncommon. You, even today, you'll get a title and you know a little bit of the directing yeah. and starring. But of a certain era of film, you've got like key grip. You've got um, music and set. You know, music and sound effects by. You've got the full. You've got a full two or three minutes credits with some, you know, with some stills to go before the film begins. In many ways, great, right? You get you. You're making sure people's credits are there, not people walking out. You haven't got to put in a post-credit scene to get people to sit through who made the film. Absolutely ideal. Um, So, yeah, so obviously um, Civil War is happening. And apparently because of like the breakdown in social order, that's why he's decided to come in and go, I'm going to do all these um, burning of witches, suspected witches, because... Because of the Civil War, there's not people knocking about who are there to stop me, essentially. I just do um, what I like, and, really. Yeah, and, and you apparently, see, like, apparently they also charge the local magistrates for the work they carry out. Get a couple of silvers out of them. All right, local magistrates. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Hopkins, Matthew Hopkins, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's me. Um, 
I've killed 19 witches, right? And I'm going to need at least a guinea and a half each for yeah. each witch, right? Okay. Um, who, who, okay, have you got a list of who they are? No. Do you know their names or like, because some of them might have been quite key members of our community. You know, have you just come in and murdered all these, all these women and men? All these, and, and some men. I've, I've checked a couple of men in there. Out of the 19, how many of them were men? There was there was a man. There was one man. It was, there was one eighteen man. other women. I mean, but that's just he did have he did have long hair. So <laughs> that's just the way the cookie crumbles occasionally. Anyway, here's your bill for killing the witches. If anything, like ruining our town by coming in and killing all these people. Everyone's in... devastated. Never they're never going to get over it. In many ways, Matthew Hopkins. This was just a get rich quick scheme of the of the era. I'm gonna. I put it to you that Matthew Dragon's Hopkins dead. and his and his assistant—they're basically a more sinister 1600s version of Keenan and Kel. <laughs> right. Okay. But they've just got a, like Keenan, aka Matthew Hopkins, has got himself a get-rich-quick scheme, and <laughs> and John is just in it for the orange soda, aka beer. Beer. Yeah, he loves. Yeah. He loves swilling a beer. He'll have it. He'll drink a beer. He'll bathe in a beer. He would have thought hundreds of years after them, they would go on to inspire Keenan and Kel. I mean, I, I got to admit, when watching this, it didn't cross my mind once, but now you say it. And there's that know. bit where they say, ah, oh, here goes. Just like <laughs> it. <laughs> See, now, now I'm going, did I? No, they don't. Ah, <laughs> devastated. Um, and yeah, Coolio got... does the soundtrack. Those two gads have got... <laughs> Coolio just—he definitely does the main theme, um, because they've got a weird, a weird relationship, Matthew Hopkins and John Stern, because at one point he like leaves him to, to kind of to die, and then he's like, "Oh, well, you got out of it, didn't you? That's right. Now are you going to be my mate again, or I'm going to sh- have to shoot you?" <laughs> this is oh, like yeah. they have got like a really like fractious relationship from the beginning. Bit you see, um, you see them come into town, and John Stern goes. All right, Matthew, where we go next? Because oh fuck's sake, don't call me Matthew. You can call me <laughs> what you can call me Mr. Hopkins, aka the Witchfinder General. Don't call me that. Don't call me Matthew, my name. That's all you can say. Don't call me Matthew. Don't call me definitely don't call me Matt. If you call me Matt, I'm gonna be like you're all a right, witch. Matty. All right, that's it, witch. Matty, Matty, Matty. Yeah, um, so you've got uh so I think round about now is when we're introduced to Richard Marshall, the young round head. And they're some of his colleagues. They're, lovely, they're doing a lovely bit of just walking through the forest, and then some mm-hmm. cavalier snipers. One of them just get yeah. one of the one of the dudes just get. They're going to rest the horse. That's it. They're having a ride, and they're riding through the countryside. And one of his mates, the soldier, like says, "Oi, stop <laughs> you thinking about that." And he's like. I know what I'm thinking about. It's like, reading my think, mind. You're thinking about which you're a witch reading my mind. You're like, yeah, you yeah. thinking about some rumpy pumpy with your uh with your with your fiance, aren't you? And he's like, Don't know what you're talking about. It's love, mate. It's love. And then the captain turns around and goes Unpure like pure faults. He's like, Shut up, you two. We're gonna and he's like, it's it's not like he's not really telling him off. It's just like, you know, a little bit of uh he's he's into it. He's like, hey. Less of that chat, you. We're being soldiers now. Um, basically, though, we're going to stop in a minute and give the horses a rest. You can have a chat then. So 
in many ways is a very fair boss because he only wants them to have <laughs> fun when the horses yeah. also don't, when the he horses don't, he don't, yeah. he don't, he don't want them to ride along to get the horses thinking fucking hell anyone taking this job seriously <laughs> it is me walking they can have a, they can have a chat when the horses can have a rest excuse me yeah are you thinking about a little bit of rumpy pumpy with with, with your other half well no I wasn't but I am now you unpure folks <laughs> stop it Stop Disgusting. it. Disgusting. When they when they stop for that little rest, just fifteen minutes, little break time, like at school, little break. Yeah. Um. You know, get your get your Kit Kats out, and they're they're having their little dairyly dunkables, and yeah. then some some horrid caval- cavalier snipers come out, shoot one of their mates in the back. Yeah. Um. So the others go right. We'll sort this out. You, Richard, you stay and guard the horses because horses are like the greatest commodity in this world. Everyone wants horses. Comes yeah. up a few times. It's like the canoes in the burning. Everyone wants them. <laughs> don't, um, don't, don't, don't let the horses get taken out. Yeah, it will be done for. So they go off. And then it's an interesting scene where there's an, an, an action sequence going on somewhere else because the soldier, the other soldiers are fighting and killing the, yeah. the cavaliers. But we don't see that. We just see Richard sort of standing there like, Really, yeah, what's going on here? This seems really intense. Um, and then the others come. The, he gets a bit worried. He hears like a rustling in the bushes, and we see one of the soldiers like crawling up through the bracken towards them. Uh, then he's like, "Captain," he then goes, "Yeah, it says actually we're back. Um, they're having a lovely chat and having having good fun." And then Richard sees um, a cavalier is coming out, and he's going to shoot the captain. And he Blows him away, point blank range almost yeah. with his pistol. And then he's not very thankful, is he, the captain? He's kind of like, oh, yeah, that was a lucky shot. Did he say lucky something? Like he's like, he's like, yeah, um, grazed me. He's like, you, you've got a bit of soot on my uniform from that, but I do appreciate that you shot that bloke in the head yeah. and saved my life. So thank you. Yeah, thanks. And this is the first instance I think of when we see the blood in this movie, which is just red poster paint. <laughs> yeah, the red, not the color of blood in the least, like fire engine red. Fire engine red poster paint. Maybe people's blood was like that in 1645. You never yeah. know. Different diet. We don't know. We're not there. Different diet. Uh, obviously, we're inhaling uh, fumes constantly yeah. from different chemicals. And uh, yeah, it was red. Big, big old hole in the ozone. Wait, no, it's been sorted now, isn't it? Let's, let's fix that. Cracked Fix. off the we jacked in the CFCs. Now that's that's all right. Now it's just that's other right. things that are knackered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so after surviving that, it says here a brief skirmish. I love the word skirmish. Um, that's the first enemy soldier he killed, apparently. So he rides home to Brandiston, Suffolk, and has to visit his lover Sarah. And Sarah's the niece of the village priest John Lowe's. He's a bit annoying, isn't he? I'm always supposed to feel kind of sorry for him when can- things go south inconsistent isn't he because he goes oh my friend richard come on in have a drink with me what a lovely time so good to see you second he's in and the door's closed he's like i personally don't think it's good for you to be off killing good christian men for stupid stupid oliver cromwell and then he says something about i've got a farm he's like i'm not interested in your poorly kept lands it's like steady on he's telling you about my farm yeah, I just say I'm just saying that I'll move back. Like he, he's kind of like trying to like he's like 
he's like, oh, you know, he did think there's lots of opportunities in other towns. He's like, you would take Sarah away from here? And he's like, oh, no. I mean, I mean obviously, I wouldn't. Like, I'd love her to stay here and, you know, be near a family. I've got this farm. And that's when he goes out there. I don't care about your bloody farm. <laughs> Actually, I want you to take her away. So that was kind of a trap I set there. Um, yeah. I want you to take her away. If you're having a conversation, having a conversation with him would be absolutely like exhausting. When you never know if you're coming or going, but he treasures the eggshells. But he does give us permission essentially to marry, and that's the thing. Like, let's look at this as well. There's a lot of 1645 attitudes to to women and roles for women in this. They immediately when Sarah walks in, he goes, "Here's your here's your fella." When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Now, don't forget to get make get the dinner done on time. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do expect dinner at the at the regular time. And there's a lot of talk of like you know, the, the good 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 wives you know should do this and that. And I think even Richard at one point goes, "Do you know how to do this?" And she goes, "No." And he goes, "I'll teach you." It's like, well, Richard, you make a good wife for somebody. I think. Uh, I think that was a. I reckon that was his his segue to fucking, but. The, the first bit, he goes, oh, the, being in the army he's taught you some rough manners because he catches her air on his watch or something. He's like, ah. Um, <laughs> yeah. been there. It's like, oh, it's just then, my watch. Um, and then he's done, he says something like, uh, sorry, this is going back to the priest, but he says something like, oh, make sure she goes to bed because a good a good woman needs eight hours sleep if they're going to get up in the morning and make my wheat a bix. <laughs> yourself village yeah. priest john lowe's yeah at least at oh. least in the, at least in this time we really can say at least it was set in a different time i'm more comfortable i mean in an ideal world i can't change that things would have been a lot less bullshit from a long time ago but at least this time it is 1600 it's not 1985 yeah it's, it's not 1985 but to be honest there probably were still some very similar outlooks from from people, maybe even village priests. Uh, but yeah, and then Richard basically uses that to his advantage because he, he goes, "Did you hear that? He said you got to get to bed early." 
and he's a, he's a wise man and then she goes yes he is and he and he and he sees it as a, as a perfect opportunity to get his end away richard has come come to this little village after war dtf he's ready well if he's done, just done his first murder uh and how do, you cel- waiting, how do you celebrate that how do you celebrate that what gets you in the mood more and seeing a dead man in the undergrowth covered in red poster paint. Yeah, once you've once you've blasted <laughs> someone's face off, there's only one way to there's only one way to Yeah, and then we get it. like a very whimsical sex scene, uh, with a lot of lot music. Of open, lot of open mouths. Ooh. Just a lot of putting open mouths against each other. Was was French kissing sort of a thing in 1645? Oh, or just a lo- lovely little France, peck? France has been invented then, I don't know. But... A lovely little peck. Oh, I yeah. love you so much. Um, Maybe they hadn't perfected it yet. That's why it's a bit awkward. I've heard about this over on the continent, but they haven't. Yeah. They haven't. <laughs> of course, there's no telly. You kind of watched it. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've heard you open uh, your mouth and just put them near each other. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. So when does Marshall so, leave? Well, Marshall gets up the next day. And goes right, best get back to war. Then I've already got you. Only get a day off for every person you kill. Yeah, only got only got works. one. Um, so I've, I've got I've got to go back to work. And on the way out, it might be the night time actually when he leaves because it's night time. There's some villagers that are just hang in about, and he's like, "All right," and he knows them because these are local villagers where he's from. That's mm. all right, um, mate. Uh, what are you uh, what are you doing? You looking out for something? He goes, oh no, I'm looking out for the lawyer Matthew Hopkins. He's coming in. Oh, I'll tell you, I tell them I see him. He's on his and way. He, he rides along, and then he does see Matthew Hopkins, and oh, says, yeah. Gives "All right, directions. All right, what's your name, Matthew Hopkins, the lawyer?" He's yeah, I am actually. I'm a love. I'm a lovely. I'm a well-to-do lawyer on my way to your village just to do lawyer things. That's all. All right, not doing anything bad, are you? No, good actually. The Lord's work. Oh, okay, um, so that way. That's good to know. Phew. They're, they're waiting well, out for you. They're waiting out for that. I'm hopefully my betrothed and uh, village priest John Lowe's will be happy to see you. Yeah. But immediately when Hopkins and Stern arrive, like they can't even. They don't have a long journey. They don't even want to sit down and chill out for a while. Have a have a Capri Sun. Split a Capri Sun. They don't even want to do that. <laughs> they. No immediately start rounding up suspects and accusing everybody of being a witch. I think you're right. I've heard that priest's no good. Maybe the local magistrate, because they did say, Sarah says there's been a few problems. There's been people daubing stuff on the walls and they've been like having a go at them. So maybe it is the priest has fallen foul of some local people, probably the people waiting out there. And they've, they've said, oh, Matthew Hopkins, our local priest, he shushed me. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like an excuse for people with bad intentions to just get rid of people that they don't particularly like. Um, yeah, uh, ah. I tell you what, his family service is ever so boring. Couldn't take my boggling. <laughs> That'd be <a> little sixteen hundreds <laughs> me. Couldn't take my boggling. It was pre-Jurassic Park, so I couldn't imagine the plot of it in my head. Um, yeah. So uh, while I, because, because because I've been bored in church, I'd had time to imagine. What if that priest's a witch? It'd be funny, well, that'd be a turn up for the books, wouldn't it? You think priest, the opposite of a witch, but actually, what if he's the same? Um, what if he's, yeah. And then you tell that to Matthew Hopkins and him and John Stern will come and they'll um, 
sort it right out. And they do. They go straight round. Um, yeah, but he, the priest doesn't even add his Weetabix yet in the morning. And they're, they're right oh. to it. Yeah, they're right to it. They're right going, you're a bloody witch. Uh, in fact, have this needle on your back. Um, that's how we locate the devil's mark. Yeah, you the have devil's a mark. Poke about in your back, in yeah. your back, stab you. Yeah, the devil's mark. Apparently, if you're mates with the devil, he puts a mark on you so so we can recognize you. Yeah, that's it's like, stamp, it's like, stamp, you... it's like stamping your hand when you come out of a nightclub so you can get back in. But it's like an in, in... <laughs> but it's like an inside mark. Oh, it's, a, it's just something I've got. It's a, have you got a stamp on your hand so you can come back in? Well, yeah, yeah, but it's actually inside my hand. Like, uh, you have to so stab it, that to look at it. But it's okay to... because if you've got one, you can stab it and it won't hurt. Yeah, that's good. Well, I can't quite remember exactly where it is, so you're just going to start stabbing about until you find it. So, uh, yeah, they, and John Stern loves it just on the meatiest parts of your back. Just poke a screwdriver in there or whatever it is he's got. And then what's the next bit? Like running around the table? We never see that happen. First. Get him running. He says, get him running. <laughs> get him running. And some of their associates just get the table out. Oh, really? I get... oh I've just been standing about loads right now. Go and do 800 meters. Or if you, if you could do 800 meters in a respectable time, we'll let you go. All right. Do you reckon what they do is they put the table on and the tablecloth and by running, you've got to pull it out and not knock over all the plates and <laughs> candelabras and stuff. If you can do that trick, but while running, then... Right, you got. If you can do that, we'll let you go. But then you do it and then they go, that was good, actually. Almost too good. I think you're a witch. Yeah. Or, fucking that, win. That, that was the trick. I told you to do it. A good Christian person would have knocked all those plates on the floor, but... Only a magician, aka the devil, could have not could have pulled those things out. David Blaine. Um it's just annoying, isn't it? It's like you're either a good Christian, yeah, or a witch. Frustrating. Yeah. So we never know what the running on the table thing is, but thank thanks uh to Matthew Hopkins other thing, because he's 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 just going out the front door and Sarah comes back in. She's heard that there's there's things going awry with her uncle the priest um and she meets matthew hopkins at the door and he's like you're his niece he could have um he could have corrupted you oh no i'm a foundling like baby yoda um i I, I was found and i've been raised by them I, i work as a i work as a servant for the family and i don't know if that's true or not but i, I feel like hopkins, it's i feel like she's thinking on her feet to try and she obviously knows what these guys are about and she's trying to separate herself from being related so they don't automatically. But it just doesn't seem to work in her favour. What? Matthew Hopkins, apparently famous horn dog as well, because he's like, tell you what, there could be some good evidence about this. Could you, um, if I could pop round to yours, we could talk about it privately in your bedroom, maybe. Maybe at um, midnight? Well, you, you, you already know I, I need eight hours sleep a night, you know, so eight o'clock is probably better. Eight o'clock me, done but, by half past. <laughs> but again, another horrible horn dog. Well, horn dog makes it sound quite, you know, well to do. No, again, dirty just old somebody, man. dirty old man who's in basically in the, he's in this racket just for himself, either to murder people he doesn't like and to get his end away. Um, and Sarah's obviously terrified, but she's trying to almost kind of 
woo him in a way just to stop him straight up murdering her uncle. Because I think he even says at one point, uh, yeah, we're probably just going to have to do him in. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, to be fair, I'm probably just going to have to torture him to death. It's probably the only way. She's like, mm. do you have to? Do you have to? <laughs> well, he's running on the table now. So yeah. what? So what happens here between her and Hopkins? Does she so basically? Him... I think it's I think it's implied because she goes, yeah, come round at eight, and then they go they go to the pub to finish that. She says, oh, I'll, I'll, we can do that if you let him go right now. Matthew Hopkins goes back inside and goes, I'll put him in prison, will you? No more torture and um, yeah. John John Marston's like, oh, John Marston. <laughs> John, no, what's not John, John Marston? John Marston from Red Dead Redemption. It's not John he Marston. Turns up, he turns up and he goes, Get out of here, y'all. Terrible, so what are you doing? Here? Impression. Um, so, <laughs> what, what, what are you doing here? He's a witch. <laughs> um, he's definitely so a witch. He's got a big scar they, on his face. They go to the they go to they go to the pub, the others do. John Stern, that's when he's roused about and him and his mates are there with the like the the party girls down the pub. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's he's there. That's that's when he tips that beer over him. And it's like a little trick. It's like three, two, one, beer. They're just being proper. Uh, like, you can't think that these guys are doing the, the God's work. They're lager lights. See, from the 16, 1600s, lager lights. And doesn't John Stern, like, force himself upon Sarah as well? He does later, but that, later, I think yeah. I think I think that is almost one because he's a bad bloke, and two because he's kind of in the business of trying to fuck over Matthew Hopkins as well. Yeah, it seems like that. He's kind of um, like anything Hopkins does. He's like John Stern spool, wants to do. Like, that, they hate each other. The same, but worse. <laughs> it's like they yeah. they they have a real toxic work environment because he's like, yeah. I'm more does but he torturing, but he can get in the confessions done. Why are the witch fight? Why I? Why not the John Stern general? Because you're an absolute knobhead. That's yeah. why. Actually, <laughs> and you've got I the mean... same. And you've got the same outfit as the dungeon master from from <laughs> Nightmare, dressed yeah. as Willie Treyguard, yeah. um, in his bodkin and his jerkin. Bodkin. So Take off my bodkin. <laughs> my jerkin. Um, so he's at the pub doing like it. It feels like you know that bit in the visit where they ask where they're trying to act natural and the little boy goes this is how children play and he's like throwing that ball up in the air and just turning yeah. around it's like that but like someone told someone called told john hopkins just be like an absolute lad and he was like and he's just like jeering and like chucking his beers around but basically what they're doing they're the years before football is invented, they're just in the pub going, oh, yeah. just like doing oh, the... oh, down it, down it, down yeah. it, down it, down it, down it. Doing, doing football songs for a, a sport that does not yet exist. Yeah. Like they're, I don't know if your football existed by that time or not. That was probably the get, if it did, it was the day when he just had a big fight in the street, not like on a field. Throwing um, plastic chairs around in Paris. That's how you yeah. do it. Uh, <laughs> So that's that's, think, that's him. And then I think Hopkins, Hopkins goes, I'm going out for a bit. He goes, Oh, yeah, really? Right. Where, where are you off to? And he's like, Nunya. Nunya, what's that? None of your fucking business, John Hopkins. You stay here. That's you stay tipping beers over people's heads. Um, and he goes around to see Sarah, and that's where he carries on saying, like, yeah, probably gonna have to absolutely fuck your uncle up. Um, mm. and she goes, Oh, don't. 
And he starts unbuttoning her blouse a bit. And he says, oh, don't. I said, oh, I'm going to have to, though. He says, oh, I could just keep him in prison forever, I guess. And she goes, yeah, that would be all right. And then he, I think it's implied that she then sleeps with him as a way to gather mercy for her uncle. Hmm. Okay. Because the next day, John Hopkins, not John Hopkins, Matthew, uh, yeah, <laughs> Matthew Hopkins turns up. Um, and like John Stern has just drank until he's collapsed on the floor of the pub. Yeah. And he's like, he just comes and boots him because it's bloody noon. I'm absolutely tanked right up. All right. He's, he goes, it's, it's noon. Get up. You've got work to do. And he, to be fair to, to Johnny Stern, he's straight back up when he goes, I'm ready, mate. I'm ready. That's I, all I need. I've had half hour's kip. I'm ready yeah. to go. I'm ready to start on the beers I'm again. Ready, I'm, ready, I'm, re- I'm ready to go. I'll, I'll go and do some more torture and I'll start with the priest. Goes, oh, no, actually not the priest. He's he's just staying in prison now. You leave him alone, all right? And he goes... Leave him bloody alone. And, he, and he's um, suspicious already because, again, they're toxic working environment. He doesn't like working with him. He's like, all right. It's funny, isn't it? Funny about that. Um. So he just... <laughs> goes, he just then he goes back to a standard operation. He, they've captured some women. And he just slaps them in the face and screams yeah. at them to confess. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And this is essentially when the priest and then two women get essentially executed. They get dunked into a river, don't they, over the over the side of a bridge. That's that's the that is the priest after because he's at the minute he's told them to leave him alone. But okay. But um, Matthew Hopkins has to go away for a bit. He leaves John in charge. That's when he forces himself on Sarah. And then yeah, when he then right. when when Matthew comes back, he's like, um, "Well, actually, uh, uh, this is a uh, has, uh, does Richard come and send Sarah away? Is that no, not not quite yet. No, so I've lost a little no, bit no, of track no. here. But back, didn't they? there so is I something think... where John Stern gets it over on Matthew to basically he's implied, oh, why are you leaving him alone? Is it just because of this girl? And he's like, yeah, I kind pretty of have to get rid of him now. Yeah, pretty much that. And I think that's when it leads to the priest actually getting executed, right? Yeah, and, and that's the bit and... you're talking about there where they yeah. go and he goes, right, is the, you know, fair play. Matthew Hopkins, you didn't just go for the slightly dubious confession. Double checks. He goes, right. You have all confessed. He goes, you have all confessed, and that's fine, because obviously that is enough, because you've confessed to being witches. Um, Good on you for confessing, eventually. Um, Nice one. But we have to make sure, because we don't want to, of course, perish the thought we would execute someone Mm. um, unfairly. So we'll do another test, just to make sure. Even though you've confessed, so just to be sure, like, this isn't my fault if this doesn't go well. Um, you're going to be tied up in a prescribed way and we'll dip you in the river. Um, fair. If you sink, that actually means you were good and it was a false confession. So, souls, but that's okay because you go to heaven and that's nice for you, isn't it? But if you float or swim, <laughs> and that means that's the devil, that is. That's the devil. He's like, well, I, so I can't actually... Get out of this situation. There's no, there's physically no way of me getting out of it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, could you Alive. could you sink and almost drown, but not quite? How long can you hold your breath for? <laughs> not I, re- I reckon as long as that scene went. Because yeah. he, dip, he dipped him in. It's yeah. like making a, making a cup of tea in a rush. 
They're like, but then in, in sixteen hundred, is six is sixteen hundred? Can many people swim? Like, there's not many schemes. There's not many swimming baths around. There's just no. a, a stream and a river and stuff. You don't really need to, especially if you don't live on the coast. You certainly weren't diving for pearls like that boy in that advert, were you? No. Remember that one? That advert with that I do remember the that advert, yeah. I used to, What was it? I used to try it. I think it's like for a bank or something like that. I used to try and hold <laughs> my breath for the entire length of that advert. Yeah. <gasps> Andy, you're all right. Oh, I'm dead. Yeah, so technically, if it had been if I'd been sent back there at the right time when that advert was screening regularly, might have been all right. I could have got away with it. Just held yeah. my breath. Um, there we go. But so... these guys haven't got that. So one of them dies. Says, "Oh." They say, "Oh, one of them's gone already." <laughs> yeah, it's probably it's probably like that attitude, isn't it? You probably would try actually. If the alternative was that you're going to be executed by him, you'd padme it as soon as they put you near that water. Yeah. <sighs> Have a big breath out and just try your best to drown. Dead already? Yeah, gone. Yeah, and now you might, some of you might feel a bit guilty because you don't think I was a witch. Um, <laughs> but two of them, at least, are so the priest and another woman. They come up and they go, Well, that tears it. You're definitely a witch. Hanged. And then we just see the priest and the woman from a tree, don't we? Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, just a, just a hanging, just a classic hanging. Um, uh, and then, then we go after this like horrific act. Marshall, Rob Marshall, Richard Marshall. Sorry, Richard. He's um, been he's been getting some more horses from a farmer. That's right. And they're he's having like, a bit of a dispute about the ho- quality of the horses here, aren't they? I think he says like, "Oh, these horses better be the ones I had from this place." And he goes, "Well, actually, the horses you have from that place are actually shit, and my horses are all right, and they're all yeah. equally shit." They're all equally shit. And that place that you're talking about, where you're from, they've also got shit horses because they've got bigger fish to fry. The other day I was there and there was a the oh, witch yeah. hunter general around. He moves the plot along nicely. But it's like, and, also... he's been ang- and he's been hanging people, including a priest. He goes, Is it like two days away though? Two days ride or something like that? It's a little way. Yeah. And he uh, just... imagine setting off in anger, ready to, or, or, or worried about someone's well being and knowing you're not going to know what's happened until two days. Yeah. Can't text them. Can't text them. I get worried when somebody says, quit, you got, like, I've got to have a chat. Oh, what's wrong? Tell me what's wrong now because I'm worried. Oh, it's only yeah. this. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Two days of worry. I'll be, I'll be going spare. Yeah. Karen gets it. One of her friends who very, very nicely, like, will will basically she's used to it now but for a period of time she'd message and say are you free to chat and it is oh, basically yeah. are you free to chat because it's nice to have a chat but for yeah. a while she'd be like oh shit she okay is there a problem is is there yeah. something that's gone wrong and it's nothing... i've got some terrible news to share ah! yeah so um but yeah it'd be like that so yeah you couldn't two days not sure you could stay worried or angry for that long no way I'd no, I'd be a completely different person in two days. I'd either be over it or I'd be <laughs> racked of with terror. <laughs> you you um, rock into town and be like, What was he here for again? <laughs> was it? Oh yeah, someone's written witch on the wall. Um so when he gets there, there's like no one around initially, is there? Everyone's obviously Perhaps. all the witch all the witch finder general crew fucked off and even everyone they've killed or everyone they haven't killed is just I guess indoors terrified um but he finds Sarah and initially she like sees him and then runs away I guess she's obviously 
a bit Thanks. that he might be witch finding as well maybe or is ashamed of what's happened because obviously maybe she did it... sleep with matthew hopkins to try and save her uncle yeah i think it's a bit of both isn't it really like part of her is a bit scared maybe she doesn't recognize him straight away i don't know yeah maybe but um yeah she runs away and then when she collapses she tells him obviously what's happened and says about what happened with her and john stern as well she said she didn't want to um and you know richard is just quietly listening to her and he's seething you can tell he's absolutely seething absolutely furious and he does what any man would do uh when they're just about to vow revenge on those who have killed your betrothed's um uncle and then committed a terrible assault on her he goes do you want to get married yeah says right we'll get married and then you Take take some money, you get off to move to this other town, which is where we wanted to move anyway. You get a move there, and then I'm I'm gonna get amongst it. I'm gonna sort these guys out and I'm gonna get amongst it. I'm gonna absolutely fuck them up. It's like he's going John Wick on their asses. Yeah, he does. He goes John Wick in around um to this is a nice convenient little meet cute, isn't it? Because um he yeah. stops at a pub. Um and he goes, All right, he, friend. Can I have a drink to to clip was it to rinse the dust, wash the dust out of my throat? Yeah, he goes, of course you can, mate. What are you what are you doing in town? So I'm looking for um looking for Matthew Hopkins, actually. Uh and John Stern happens to be in the pub. He's just getting another beer for himself. That's when again, he's again potato uh, wedges down that woman's top and he's like, you dirty <laughs> rascal. He's in a web of spoons. Potato yeah. wedges, I've just ordered them from the app and they've just arrived, but get them down your top. Yeah, he's, he's at a cur- he's again. At, he's at Curry Club on a Tuesday night. He's there. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then John Stern basically says, "I know um, Matthew Hopkins." What? And then I think there's a realization that he's one of the witch. Is that? But he, yeah, I actually do all the work. Actually, all the all the all work witch finding. finding. That's actually that's actually me. He's bullshit. Matthew Hopkins is. Yeah, I'm actually then, the biggest witch finder. I'm the witch finder supreme. And the witch finder supreme. And then what happens next is a over-the-top bar fight, which was actually pretty. People are getting thrown in across across the room into tables. There's ducking. There's punching. There's yeah. it's a good little fight. This, I mean, I, furniture bit, was flimsy in those days. The bit that made me laugh the most was the landlord twatting Richard, bops him on the head with a stick. Bops on the head, but his reaction isn't like KO'd. His reaction is. Bastard! That came sharp. Come ever so sharp. He's like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, head. I don't know about you, but like, how does he do? Yeah, how he gets him back though? How he gets the landlord back? Oh, gives him the old elbow. Gives it like wins him. Boom! <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. yeah. he said, oh, "I'm gonna take you to. I'm gonna take you to the magistrate. You can't come oh, in yeah. here starting a bar fight." He's like, oh, I yeah, come, come with you. <laughs> I'll come with you right now. Boom! <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, what's that? What's that? Yeah. Um. Yeah. But they have that. That's a that's a good fight until he gets bopped on the head. Yeah. He gets fair, bopped on the head by that. And I tell you what, it must be quite a bopping. Like, obviously, I know a big enough bop on the head will knock you out. But I feel a knock on the head of that of that magnitude would just enrage you. Have you ever done the thing like you know you're putting mm. things away? Yeah. And usually it's the dishes. You leave it. You leave it. A, a cupboard door open and you bang your head on it when you stand back up. Never been, never been so angry. <laughs> I get Fuck so you! Angry. 
ah, just like ripping the covers off the wall, even though it would mean you have to rebuild your entire house. You set a trap for yourself and walked right into it. Walked right into it, so you're you're done for. Um, mm. I love it also when the landlord has bopped Richard on the head. He says to um, he says to John Stern, "You better go." And he goes, "I am." I'm <laughs> yeah, he goes, I'm, "I'm out of here. Don't need to tell me twice." <laughs> he gets on his ass and just rides off as fast as he can. Yeah, um, and then there's like a chase sequence. Uh, Marshall's coming after him. Um, how does he get away, John Stone? Because goes around Stone... the co- goes around the corner. He he runs wow. into he runs into Matthew Hopkins. He goes, oh, "Horse can't turn left." In here, oh, yeah. in here, they hide in the bushes. Uh, Richard rides past. Uh, yeah. Matthew Hopkins is like, "What's this game? That soldier yeah. going past? Is that soldier after you?" He goes, "He's yeah. going a bit fast." Yeah, I tell you what, that's. That soldier, um, he's he's Sarah's husband, and uh, straight away Matthew Hopkins, Shits absolute for total recall. He's like Sarah, the, the the oh yeah, we killed her husband. I tricked her into sleeping with me. You raped her as well. Like he's not gonna like. He's not happy with us, is he? He's gonna be fuming. He is, uh, and then and then uh, John Stern's like, he's gonna kill us. He's gonna absolutely kill us. He goes. Vincent Price, this is creepy acting. And he's like, you forget about our powers, mate. We'll accuse him of being a witch. We'll kill him. Yeah. What's that? You're gonna, you you want to kill me, do you? Well, I'm put it to you. You're a witch. Who, like, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, um, esteemed judges, <laughs> who would have the biggest motive for killing the witchfinder general? A man who is innocent. Or someone who is, in fact, a witch. There we go. Uh, it makes a I very good I... point. The Great natural point. enemy of the Witchfinder General is a witch. 100%. So 100%. Um, Vincent Price, um, sorry, Matthew Hopkins, is definitely shitting himself. You can see it in his eyes a little bit, though. He's a bit worried, as you would be. Because um, I guess he's gone around doing this without much, many consequences this whole time. But now the wrath of a roundhead is coming full force for him, John Wick style. Yeah. Um, so after that, on the way. After that, the witch finder crew go to Lavenham. Lavenham, yeah. They're on the way there. Meanwhile, Richard goes back to the base and his captain yeah. basically says, Being a wall, that is um, a crime punishable by death. But we need all the soldiers we can get right now. And oh, he yeah. did shoot that. And he did shoot that man in the face. So I'll let you off. Let him off. Exactly. He's gone. I'm off on a, on a revenge mission. And I'll go, all right, we can grant that in terms of leave. There are different, uh, different through If you go for HR, a different thing. Revenge mission is one of those. You can, you can have a couple of days off. For that. It's like compassionate leave. Yeah. So you can have it's that. It's just like compassionate leave. Exactly. So he's okay, but you can't do it again. Cause I will, I'll, I'll Pie you off if you do that, all right? Pie right off. And doesn't um, he, he, t- he gets a couple of soldier friends together to help his cause as well, doesn't he? He kind of says to them, yeah, I tell you what, though, if I ever get a chance to kill Matthew Hopkins and, and John Stern, I'm going to do it. And there, so we'll talk about this later. I'll talk about it later. Um, as luck would have it, though, some of those soldier friends really run into, run into them both just now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then what happens? <laughs> they go, they they see them and they go, those are some pretty good horses. 
Yeah, um, yeah. Matthew Hopkins Solid. says, "Well, I'm not selling my horse, so so, so suck shit. I'm not. I'm not well, giving so, it to so you." So a man, a man just can't compliment another man on his horse without you thinking that I'm trying to purchase said horse. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not buying it. Says, "Well, you are because this is what you need for the." Matthew Hopkins, I guess, calls in the point of the Civil War. So I'm, I'm not, I don't fight for the king, but I also don't fight for you lot either. Um, mm. I got some witch finding to do generally. Um, <laughs> and then he stitches up John Stern. What does he do now? Does he like, does he shoot? He shoots, he doesn't shoot someone's horse and knock them over. They, they escape and then he's gone. Yeah. But basically, John Stern gets caught by the soldiers and yeah. Matthew Hopkins escapes. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, and then, it? yeah, because Johnstone gives them some shit. And he goes, "Well, I tell you what, the army could you you need some army discipline." So basically, they're conscripting him. Um, yeah. And then, as that's going on, Johnstone does escape. He stabs two of the soldiers. He gets shot in the arm for his trouble, but he has he's escaped. But he's been captured for a number of hours, so he isn't basically in the next place that Matthew Hopkins rides off to. He escapes scot free. And basically turns up at the next town and says, right, um, John Stern's not here, actually, to the people who he's come to see, the local magistrates who he's come to see. He said, I'm going to deal with this my own way. But don't you worry. Um, I've devised some new methods of seeing who is a witch and how to execute them. Because what oh, I found yeah. was that hanging, not quite cruel enough, unfortunately. No, not quite cruel enough. So the new methods include... Burning the absolute shite. I mean, this reminded me of Silent Hill because obviously, I guess this is how it went down with the horrible yeah. ladder lowering onto the flames. Uh, yeah, this was pretty. This was pretty rough. And I guess because the person being accused of witch, of being a witch, as a lot of the other victims are just screaming in agony. Don't yeah, want to die. Agony. And it's like the whole village is watching. Little kids are watching. Go, what's going on here then? Oh, just burning a witch. That. Watching, watching, watching wide-eyed and her husband's there shouting like Elizabeth! Elizabeth! Yeah, he's on some, fire! He does some shouting um, but obviously he's powerless to do anything about it because he's I guess it's a nice a nice moment. It's a nice moment that the husband hasn't turned against his wife but he's being like held back by the mob. He can't do anything to actually save her. So she's not yeah. been completely turned on by everyone but it's cold comfort because can't do anything to stop her being burned up. And um, yeah, Matthew Hopkins lowers her down into the fire to be burned up. Yeah. And we see her catch a flame from afar. And that's yeah. quite a, this is a brutal quite... scene. This is what cements it as a horror movie because it's. Yeah. Obviously, you, know... you get, even obviously, um, Wicker Man is, is, is in a completely different era. You get those sort of vibes where there's like you're being essentially just murdered. But in the name of of mm. some sort of deity, for some reason, that that for some reason there's like a whole group of people who are convinced that your death is for the greater good, uh, and there's literally nothing that that you can do about it. And these people are very determined to just murder you. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Like a lot of the a lot of these things are just it's that person's own shortcomings or in terms of their faith is their mind's been completely warped by that faith that they think that what they're doing is correct. Although I don't think Matthew Hopkins always does think what he's doing is correct. He just loves the, he's making his money. He's, he's, he's making, making his money, making his silver. 
and he's just murdering people, you know, people that he doesn't like, but also people just willy nilly because he's an evil bastard. Yeah, he's picking he's picking out people that, you know, either are actively against him or he doesn't need to care about. They have no value to him. So he's using these murders he can do at random to um to, yeah. to make it to make his living. Um and as he's burning Elizabeth, John Stern rocks up and he spots him. And then when John's this is the other bit with their, their weird relationship and weird work environment. <laughs> they um John Stern yeah. turns up and goes all right, Matthew, you dickhead. And it's like, well, <laughs> actually, I am. I'm actually really sound, actually, John, because I've <laughs> saved your half of the money, even though I did all the work. So you're welcome. You're welcome. You absolute ungrateful sod. Yeah, and um, he goes. Tell you what, though. Now we're mates again. Never guess who I saw in the town. Who's that then? It's blooming Sarah, that that soldier's husband. Not a soldier's wife. Just, oh, blooming hell. Her again? They how married unlucky, did they? Bloody how, hell. How, how, unlucky that, how unlucky that that was the town he sent her to. Yeah, I know. And don't they... So now they basically set a trap to like capture Marshall themselves. They're like, he's going to keep coming for us. He's John Wick. He's going to keep coming for us. He's going to keep coming. So we need to be ready for when he comes. Meanwhile, which essentially frames, frames Marshall as a witch alongside Sarah. And then they can eradicate them both. Can't they? Yes. Ah, married to her. And it was her uncle that was a witch. So yeah, got him. him. Absolute, absolute checkmate. Um, There we go. So it works. Oh, and that was the other bit. When John Stern comes, when he's having a go at Matthew, he walks up to him, about to thump him, and, Ma- and Matthew Hopkins like whips out the pistol straight away, and he yeah. goes, "I will blow you the fuck away, John." And he goes, "Yeah, you would actually." So don't um, test me. Yeah, Johnson's like, "Yeah, you are like that." Are you? <laughs> yeah, sealed. you are an absolute fucking psycho, aren't you? So yeah, I will not have a row with you anymore. Um, we'll just go back to our really tenuous, hmm. toxic working and relationship. Um, so when they do capture, how do they capture Marshall again? Well, they just Richard has they've won the battle. He pops and has a Oliver Cromwell's having a lovely dinner. Yeah. Um, and his commander says, "Oh, this is that soldier I told you about. I think he's brilliant." And he goes, "Ah, oh, King Charles is trying to do one. So can you and your men be on a mission to go and find him and capture him?" Which I guess either is a reward for the soldier, or is it also the captain kind of saying? you've got a mission that's free reign to be away from a unit and to be mm. moving around the country. Um, but nevertheless, unfortunately, the, the they meet a fisherman at one point and that feels like a nice little bit of exposition. I have to look up to see what happened in the actual history to see if it was one of the things did. And it's like we just cut into a scene. Just, so you're telling me that a weird man dressed in funny clothes, came and asked to use a boat to go to France and you didn't think that was weird or it might be the king who's on the run. And he said, didn't even know there was a war on, mate. Yeah, yeah, he does say that. I didn't even know there was a bloody war. Is there a war on? I had no idea. Oh, is there a war? After the king, he says, you know there's a war on. Don't you play stupid with me. He says, well, I'll tell you what, it's pretty not, um, it's not any type of gossip. I've been hearing all the gossip from Lathamstow. 
Witchfinder General about there. That's what he's called now, by the way. He's been promoted as the Witchfinder General. Yeah. And Richard's like, oh, the Witchfinder General. That's where Sarah is. And he, him and, and the soldiers go, you can't, you can't do this mission. Yeah, you know, you, you'll, you'll be, you'll be executed for desertion. Said, look, I'm not, I'm not letting this go. I'll, I'll come along. And the soldiers, good friends, lads, 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 all camping together. It's boys' club. So they they go along with him, um, and yeah, for for good or ill, that's that's where they are. So they arrive in, they arrive in town. Um, he reunites with with Sarah, who is being watched by the Witchfinder General and John Stern. Um, yeah. And this is where we enter the end game. They get a knock on the door. Tell you what, it's not room service. Matthew Hopkins, aka the Witchfinder General, he's bursting in with his pistol. And they have a confrontation. Yeah. Uh, and in this instance is where they, again, oh, it's getting exhausted now, which one, the general. I say that you you and Sarah are witches together and we're going to take you to the castle to be interrogated. We, we know how these interrogations start and end, Matthew, Matthew Hopkins. They <laughs> start and end with you going, oh, I've done with the interrogation now. It turns out you're innocent. See you later. He wants to eliminate both of these people so we know exactly what's going to happen. They start interrogating he's going to torture them. them to death. Yeah, and he's torture here. them to death. So the needles in the back, so doing it to Sarah and 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 uh, Richard. Uh, That's Marshall's the other thing as well. They're, they're, they're actively trying to torture Sarah because they know that Richard Marshall will never confess yeah. to anything. So they're saying, "Ah, oh, we'll we'll use, we'll use, we'll use torturing Sarah as a way to extract a confession yeah. from 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 Richard." That's um, pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah. Again, other tricks you could have done. You could have said Vinegar Tom says what? Go, Aha! <laughs> <laughs> if you pardon, Aha. damn it. Pardon <laughs> Fine. Me. Um, you've you've uh, you've played on that one, and again, they've got the local magistrate to basically lie and say we've got witnesses that say you're a witch. I said, oh yeah, mm. yeah. Go on, you tell them. Bastards. I saw her talking to a familiars. And it's like, oh yeah, what animals were they then? Um, black cat, weasel. That's good. That's brilliant That's good for me. Perfect. Black cat, yeah. black cat, a bat. Yeah, uh, a frog. Yeah, a frog. Yeah, classic, yeah. classic witch animals. Every one classic of them. witch, classic witch animals. All of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. One hundred percent confirmed. Confirmed. Right. That Off to the witch. castle for some torturing, and this is where we get the opposite bit of um, thing. It's like, right, actually, fine. The stabbing where it wouldn't hurt and bleed, I'm going to burn you with this cross. And if it does burn you, uh, if you if you shout or you pass out from this red hot cross on your back, ah! that's that's the devil letting you that's pass out. Coming out. The... Yeah, yeah, protecting you, the old devil. Yeah, yeah not <laughs> it's never something that would obviously be a sign of the devil. If your head turns all the way around and you vomit and climb the walls and you. And you've got fire powers, and you're red, and you've got horns, and a little tail, and a little pitchfork. That's yeah. the devil. That is. It's never that. It's like ah, uh, if yeah. you do or don't shout at the right or wrong thing, that's the thing. Yeah. Obviously, just making head. making up the rules as we go along. Obviously, which one of general? He'd be terrible at playing board games against him because he would just change the rules on the fly to benefit him. And you know, oh, nobody, actually, nobody if that. if you land on the income tax on the go that you pass go, you actually don't have to pay it. Yeah. Oh, oh right. is that right? Is that well, right? I, I did it. I did it a second ago. 
Oh yeah, but that's because um, you, shut you, up. You, you have to know the rule to say it. You have to make sure that you've said it. Otherwise, you have to it's... say the rule when it happens. If you don't know the rule and you don't say it, then you. If you if you land on go instead of just passing it, you actually get four hundred. Uh, yeah. 400, yeah, I landed on I landed on go five minutes ago. Ah, but you didn't say it. Oh fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what, I'll be the banker. I'll be the banker because I obviously had the rules. Over and it's, yeah, I'll be nah. the banker. Pass me the fig. Yes, I'll Matthew, be the banker. Matthew Hopkins playing snakes and ladders. I actually, you have to land on the finish if you don't roll the exact number. You bounce off it and have to go a certain number back. Matthew Hopkins, absolute so, nightmare to play with. <laughs> so some of the other soldiers, the comrades of um, Richard Marshall, approached the castle as well. Yeah, um, one of them got stabbed because he caught them leaving. So he has been injured. Yeah. But um he that's how they know. And yeah. they're they're storming the castle. They they, tr- they a- tried to get they tried there's a guard, isn't there? And they tried to basically you know, I'll come back later. Uh don't worry about it. And they go, Yeah, we will come back later. Psych! Ah, <laughs> have a stabbing. Thump him. Oh, it's okay. He's just a guard though. So they just they just wallop him. They just, just knock him. him. They just and knock then him out. In the in the kerfuffle that follows, like um Matthew Hopkins is like briefly distracted to which Marshall manages to like, what, like kick him over. And instead when he manages to a few of them basically done. So the magistrate who's the false witness comes out and the soldiers get him, but then Richard is able to deal with, um, (laughs) with John Stern, old Sterny. Cause Sterny, he, he kicks him over as he's breaking free and then he stamps his eye out. Yeah, like there's a weird sort of stamp on his face. You know that there's a ser- serious injury happening because that red poster paint comes out again. Maybe um, has, has he got like a, you know, maybe Richard Richard Marshall was a short man. He's got like a Cuban heel on that on that boot. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Maybe he's got spurs like a cowboy for like chivying his John horse Marshall. along. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, so he, when he does that, he manages to break free, and that is when he grabs an axe. And even though Matthew Hopkins has still got his pistol, manages to like dodge enough. Manages to like, there's a quick time event here where he obviously presses L1 really quickly, yeah. knocks the gun aside, and then starts bludgeoning him with what looks like a very plastic toy axe. Yeah, he's absolutely going ham on him with the axe. And when the soldiers come in to save the day, they look and they go, Oh, oh, Jesus! You're making a right dog's breakfast out of Matthew Hopkins. Better, <laughs> better shoot him. So they they shoot, shoot him. They shoot. They shoot him. And actually, far from it being, oh, thanks for coming in and saving me, that makes Richard furious. He's like, you've taken him from me. Yeah, because he clearly wanted to put just because of every, all the bad shit he's done, he wanted to really draw out the death. And I mean, make to be fair, as I don't painful I, as possible. I don't think he's. I don't think he's lasting that much longer if he just absolutely like pounding him with an axe yeah and then the very last moment is sarah screaming horribly over and over and over again and that's how it fades to credits which is a a a strange ending because technically i guess she had an awful awful few weeks but they have won stabbed in the back a lot don't know it's not fatal though is it Uh, i mean She's definitely poorly. She's ill. Ever so poorly. She's, she's probably maybe a little bit concerned about the future because obviously Richard has just chopped up the Witchfinder General. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, oh, I'll tell you what, though. Real real life Matthew Hopkins. How did he really die? Do you know? 
It's a good question. Now you say that, how did I can, he? Die? I can I can tell you. You I can. Oh, you've yeah. got it. Okay, go on. Um, he died peacefully in bed. Well, not peacefully. Suspected TB, but died in bed. Was certainly not chopped by an axe. He so was he... dreaming, and he went. Oh, I'm just on my deathbed, and I can't get up thinking about that cracking three-year career I had as a witchfinder general. Yeah, when I was it the witchfinder general, the most powerful witchfinder in the all conqueror the conqueror worm. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Died, died in his bed of, of of TB, so I guess good. But that sounds, um, like, someone, that sounds like a way a witch would die. Yeah. Um, there we go. So we've. Have we got any name game in Luke's absence? Got any oh, name game? I've got, for me? I've got, I've got a couple for you. Do you want me to run through them for you? Yeah, I got a couple as well. So maybe alternate. Let's Come alternate. Then. You want to go first? I don't know. I'm going to say this. Actually, I'm just trying to think. Um, so I think it's up to you. Yeah, go on. You go first. Um, okay. So the first one in the in the lawless days of the of the British Civil War, um, a weird time-traveling character, Matthew Hopkins, is able to use a, a futuristic application to arrange sexual liaisons <laughs> with um, with the main character from a future television program, Baywatch. Uh, is the main character Pamela Anderson or, or David, David Hasselhoff? I can't remember what his name was. Bitch, Mitch. Yeah, Mitch and Mitch Tinder. Not Mitch Tinder. Um, I guess. Grinder. Yeah, that's right. Mitch Grinder. That's what we have. Mitch Grinder General. The Mitch Grinder General is what Mitch that film Grindr is. General. Well, then okay. you got one. I got one where basically there's a guy going around, um, and he's got this like booklet. We could say it's like a booklet. It's like a pamphlet. Maybe like a file of facts. Let's say like a file of facts. Like a file of facts. And, and in this file of facts is a list of all of the people who've grassed him up over the years. And he's going around and killing them, putting, burning them at the stake and hanging them with this file of facts full of people who've grassed him up. Is that the snitch binder general? It's the snitch binder general. Correct. Well done. Um, okay. My next one here is in the lawless era of the British Civil War, um, there is a guy knowing that it's a tumultuous time and people are going to be in a lot of peril. He just offers his services, to just keep an eye on um, wealthy people and make sure they're doing all right. Make sure they don't come to any harm. Wealthy people, rich, yeah. kinder, not kinder. He looks after <laughs> them, make sure he they're okay. At... Um, rich. Give me a clue. He he might look after their children in like an after school club kind of way, like the child. Minder, yes. rich minder general. The rich minder general, very good. Very very good. You got any um, of this? Yeah, there's this guy going round, um, and he's got grievances with people because he doesn't mind getting pinched, right? He doesn't mind it. Sometimes yeah. they pinch they pinch too hard. So just asking them to be a bit softer with their pinches. <laughs> the the pinch kinder general. Pinch kinder general. I know I just said one of the words yeah, and yeah. it's probably too easy. Squeezing the skin. Yeah. Pinch me a bit kinder, kinder. you know, it's too kinder. much. Don't do it in a malicious way. No. Um, I got one more for you then. So in a twist of the 
villainous nature of the of Matthew Hopkins in a lot of these films. In this lawless era of British Civil War, this guy goes around, and if there's there's people, they've got like a like an irritation on their skin, and they can't quite reach it. They're not sure what's generating it. It's moving around, and they can't get it. He could absolutely pinpoint where this is and help him help him resolve the issue. It's good. I think I'd like a guy like this. It's the itch finder general. The itch finder general. That was so helpful. I know exactly where it is. Come here. No, I'll a little bit to the left. Didn't, he didn't even need to. He's Don't so need good. To tell me. I got it. Scratchy, scratchy. <laughs> Does it go, in go. seconds? Gone all itchy now. I've said that. <laughs> good times. Um, is that it? That's that's all I have. I had titch binder, but you beat me with snitch. That's fine. Snitch binder. Okay, so now we need to rate. The film. I think we both enjoyed it to a degree, didn't we? I think it was a lot more uh, enjoyable than perhaps I sort of expected it to be. Yeah. What are you thinking? Um, shall I go first this week? Uh, first, in that case, first. yeah. I I enjoyed this. When I came into it, I thought, of oh, a film of a certain age, is it going to have that much for a modern audience but i was actually very impressed with some of the performances yes it's a little bit silly in places yes the blood is red poster paint but there's some really compelling performances in this one and actually watching it back maybe after the month we've had and these deep insights you've engineered as to the attitude to women not just in horror films but in society in general in all these different points again a really nice companion piece to having watched teeth the other week as well and the religious connotations that come into that too mm. i enjoyed this like I, I i i enjoyed it a lot more than i expected it to and i think actually you can overlook some of the the elements that have dated somewhat in terms of its delivery because it's the attitudes and things are can be set in the fact that it it's physically set hundreds of years ago and um I think several pieces of it are very well acted still. So I'm going to give this a go for a B minus, you know. B minus. Maybe that's a little bit kind, but I'm glad I watched it. So I'm glad I've seen it. A Luke Condor shaped B minus. I had B B minus down as well. I think, again, this is another one where I think initially after I watched it, I was like, ah, C plus is fine. But after again, after discussing it, it's made me realize, you know, the effective nature of some of the genuine horrors of, you know, it's a horror film, sure. But like the horrific nature of, of some of these things that generally did happen. Again, sure, it's a fictionalized account of this Witchfinder dude going around. But yeah, and he makes a a really compelling villain, Vincent Price, um, as Matthew Hopkins with a silly act. And even though his final um, is the death scene he gets is a little bit underwhelming, I think, because it feels a bit um, slapstick, a little bit slapstick. Um, but yeah, I think I'll go for a B minus because it's a well-made film and it's it's effective in, term, in terms of the horror. And for that bar fight alone, I think, I think it would have been a C plus. But the bar fight to go to B minus for me, especially the, with the comical Three Stooges whack on the head at the end. Yeah, so good. Little bit of bonus for you. Um, little bit of bonus trivia. See if you can get this for me. Vincent Price, I think, was a standout in this, and I think watching this film has given me. If I take away one thing, 
think I'd like to see Vincent Pro- more of Vincent Price's old movies and I think more Hammer stuff in general because I've seen Precious Little. Mm. But if you a little bonus bit of trivia, can you give me a guess? Spoiling this for the quiz, really. I should have brought this up, but we'll do it now as we're here. Um, how many films has Vincent Price been an actor in, do you think? Oh, see, I think I read something like this because... I think I read somewhere that this was his 75th film, which means... So his 75th film was in the 60s, if that's the 60s. The Let's just say this is probably going to be utterly ridiculous. Let's go for 150. Perilously close. He has been in 165 films in his career. I mean, I pretty much just doubled. <laughs> I thought if he's been in that many at this point, maybe because he's in uh, Edward Scissorhands, isn't he? Yeah, I think that might be his last film. That's the top of the list. I'm not sure if it's because it's the most famous or because it was mm. the last one yeah. he did, maybe. 150. He racked and right. In, in comparison, how many films is Christopher Lee in? Because I always thought oh, he was in. It's got to be similar. So Vincent Price comes in at 165. What do you reckon, Christopher Lee, higher or lower? I'm going to say higher. Because obviously we got Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, and he was, no disrespect to the main man, but ancient in some of those. Oh, I don't know now. <laughs> Have we got a definitive answer? Oh, if I, you'd have one if I could spell Christopher Lee or type it correctly. Here you go. He is in many more than Vincent Price. Gone, say, give, give us a guess. I, I, you say many more, but in my head, I remember a f- some sort of discussion where we were talking about Christopher Lee, maybe like The Devil Rides Out. That's a long time ago. We covered that on this podcast, but I swear we were like 200 plus. He was in, in his career, oh 301 films. Jesus. Maybe wish he'd done one less now. A nice round number. Which <laughs> one would you... Now, if he'd not done the Howling 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. madness. I could watch more of his movies as well. According to my letterbox, I've seen 4% of Christopher Lee's cinematic work. Well, on my letterbox here, it's only saying I've seen one of Vincent Price's. Yeah. Uh, oh, The Fly. The, the, the Fly original would be good to, good to watch. Um, okay. So that is it for this week. Um, we're putting together the the details for next month, but I think have we confirmed what we're going to do next week? I think we're pretty with yeah. Like, do you want to confirm it now? I think yeah. following the the passing of one of the actors from it, I think we're going to take a look at uh, the Mouth of Madness right next week. Uh, yeah. So John Carpenter's into the Mouth of Madness. Sorry, in the Mouth of Madness because obviously David Warner, star of The Omen, uh, and amongst. Loads of other things passed away this week, age 80. So, yeah, in the mouth of madness. And then we're going to be cracking into some new releases. We've got Prey, Nope, and Orphan First Killed Down. Um, and we will be doing some sort of coverage for Fright Fest in the UK uh, Horror Film Festival, which is happening at the end of August. So, we're going to be doing some sort of coverage of that. I don't think we're quite sure what at the moment, but that well, might be an episode. Our as well. people have got to talk to their people, see what we can get around to watch. That's how it works. That's how it works around, around these parts. So, we'll be talking about it, guys, making sure we're bringing you the latest films to watch in some capacity. Yeah. That. We'll be getting amongst that- it. We'll be getting in amongst it. So thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. Uh, thanks to all our patrons, including a brand new patron, 
John O'Down. Thanks very much for joining uh, the family over there. Family, is it? It was a dysfunctional family over there, um, led by the three of us. So thanks for getting involved. Um, thanks to all of our other patrons: John Crinnan, patron against his will; Ben Scaife, monkey patron; Stephen Christopher, Stephen Christopher, Laura Kendrick, co-host patron; Toby Miller. Lane Spencer, Ollie Child, Leslie Carlo, Julie Bilgren, and Pazuzu. Thank you all so much. Yeah. Thank uh, you, everybody. Cheers. And thanks to Taj Easton for our theme music. Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Please consider giving us a rating and review and head over to the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors, for more. And thanks, as always, to Andy Conduit-Turner for being a right horror dude. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Ben, for being a right horror dude. Luke wherever you are, smiling I'll down t- on us. I'll tell you what, though, Luke, missing a podcast recording makes me think, sounds like you're a witch to me. Oh, i tell you what, accuse him. Right, if you, see, if you ever see Luke Condor, push him in the water. <laughs> if he swims or floats, confirm. If he swims or floats or in between, dead. Uh, if you've got, and if you've got a knitting needle, stick it in his back, because uh, I think he <laughs> likes it. Right, until next time, see you later, everybody. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.